Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hani Balkis. Good afternoon, everyone, and happy Thursday. Hope you're all having a fantastic afternoon and excited to find out the latest on what is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. It's so nice to be back in the studio with Hani today. Um, and I'm very excited because we are continuing to discuss everything that has been happening at Jitex Technology Week 2022. More specifically, all the different initiatives that have been that have been launched uh, at the Sharjah Pavilion. And let me tell you, there is so much to get into, and we're very excited to talk about the latest updates, especially those coming from the Sharjah Digital Office. Today on the show, we're actually going to be listening to Sheikh Saud Al Qasimi. He's going to be telling us all about the new move in service that was recently launched that could potentially make moving homes become a piece of cake. No need to stand in line at Tasheel or um, what's it called? Siwa. No need to have to deal with a million documents. Everything has become automated. It is all available within the click of one button and we're going to be telling you exactly how. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, also we will be talking about, you know, a pre-recorded interview with an advisor at the Ministry of Economy, Khalifa Jazari. And again, we have been getting a lot of interviews and a lot of insight on what is going on in Sharjah when it does come to tech at Jitex this year, which is being uh, done at the Trade Center in Dubai. Omni One was day down is there. left, actually. Only One day Friday. is left. Tomorrow is the last day. Omni has been there since the beginning of the week and the beginning of it starting and, you know, just giving us every single detail that has been going on. But she's back in the studio and we got a lot of content to give you guys. Yes, indeed. Coming up on today's show as well, a lot is happening right here in Sharjah and we're going to be telling you all about the new ways that have been announced by the Sharjah government where you can go ahead and pay for government services or any basically any documentation that you want to get done online these new ways of payment also include NFC chips and for those of you who don't know what is an NFC it's basically a way or a method that makes us feel more like cyborgs we can go ahead and pay with our own bodies and the use of some smart chips and we're going to be getting into that in just a bit yes and ladies and gentlemen we're also talking about iPhone 14's crash detection and how it does call emergency services on roller coasters. So if you do feel like going to an amusement park this weekend and you do have an iPhone 14, think twice. Ladies and gentlemen, lots and lots is on the show today. You do not want to miss out. Text in at 4215. We also do have a competition going today to give 1,000 dollars in cash out. Today is the last day. We are giving out cold, hard cash. And that is a big thanks to Charge Digital. And we will be reminding you guys every single segment about what the question is and if you can win it. But the question for today, ladies and gentlemen, is how many sectors are targeted within the Sharjah Government Pavilion at Jitex Technology Week? If you've been paying attention, ladies and gentlemen, Omni has actually said it in the beginning of the show. But again, we will be giving you guys hints throughout the show for you guys to win 1,000 drums in cash. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. Bits and bytes do connect our world, and today's daily digital news is all about what is happening at Jitex. Now, we've definitely had a very packed week when it comes to tech news, especially at the Sharjah Pavilion in Jitex at the Dubai World Trade Center. And going there, honestly, it's a totally different experience because you truly get to see innovation come to life. And one of the biggest forms of innovation that have been announced this week, more specifically yesterday, is actually a new move-in service that has been. Uh, 
that has actually come to life right here in the Emirate of Sharjah. This move-in service actually allows you to basically complete all of the paperwork that you could potentially need to get your future home in no time. And what's interesting is we actually had the director of Sharjah Digital Office, Sheikh Saoud bin Sultan Al-Qasimi, yesterday at the launch of the new move-in service by Sharjah Digital Office. And he had, uh, the, we had the honor to actually have him on the show tell us all about it. So let's see what he has to say all about it. The new movement service that has been launched by uh, Sharjah Digital Office has definitely been making headlines recently because of how amazing it's going to be for residents in Sharjah. Could you share with us more details about what should we expect from it? Yeah, of course. So the move-in uh, service uh, that we launched recently, or the today actually, is a service for uh, any, uh, any person to uh, sign a rental contract with uh, LSR. This service uh, is uh, digital and automized from A to Z so that uh, the person doesn't even have to leave his home. From uh, the platform, he can uh, submit the request uh, and uh, sign with, uh, with the lesser uh, until he gets his uh, rental contract signed and approved from the municipal municipality of Sharjah. Now, Sharjah has always been known to be one step ahead when it comes to implementing different technologies. In your eyes, what is the main aim behind this uh, new project? So this, uh, this service that we launched uh, is um, unique of its kind, uh, especially in the region, where uh, in, a, in very short steps, uh, one can uh, get uh, what he needs, and he doesn't even need to visit any uh, uh, governmental entities to get that. In terms of security, how secure is it for any resident right here in Georgia to be able to fulfill the full process without having to risk their privacy? Of course, the security is uh, one of our main uh, goals and uh, are one of the most important things that we take into account when working on a service. So we make sure that data and the documents are all secure uh, from, your, from your device until it's uh, saved in the entity itself. Now for any person tuning into us right now, if they want to be able to access their, this service, where can they find it? Uh, you can find it on the Sharjah Digital Platform. Uh, which is available on uh, ds.charger.ae. Uh, that's where we have all our uh, or all the government's unified services in one place. Daily digital news: bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, we got four new ways to pay for government services right here in Sharjah. Now. The latest payment package will employ near-field communication, or better known as NFC technology, to provide more accessible, faster, and more flexible transactions. Now, as part of its participation in Jitex Technology Week this year, which was on from October 10th to the 14th, tomorrow is the last day, Georgia Finance Department has launched a package of new digital payment methods from its HQ in Sharjah. Now, the package does represent uh, support services for the smart receipt system, or better known as Tasheel, and will provide more accessible, faster, and more flexible means of payment and communication. Yes, indeed. Now, this new technology is actually one that is uniquely being used right here in Sharjah because it comes in a package. It's called the payment package. And as you've mentioned, Hani, it is based on the NFC technology. So you've got a collection bracelet that has also been launched with it, and it uses a digital wallet where every customer can go ahead and pay small value transactions and have a much more 
we could say convenient payment experience. Now, the Tasheel card payment package has been launched uh, in Sharjah and we're looking at it to also spread around different packages and different governmental services. But one thing that makes it very easy is the fact that it's all based on the smart application that is under the name of Tasheel. So it's a contactless payment system similar to what we've seen like Apple Pay and Samsung Pay, but the customer can go ahead and use a machine reader through the e-wallet that is found on that application. And all you need to do to make a payment is go ahead and select the relevant feature on the app, place the phone on the automatic reader, and you wait for the process to be completed. And it's all done uh, through the Tasheel application, which makes it a lot more convenient for people to go ahead and continue and finish off any governmental services that they want to fulfill for the day. Yes, and again, uh, you know, the NFC payment package, which is among the newly launched contactless payment systems, is the payment package using near-field uh, communication technology through the smart application of the smart receipt to see, just like Omnia did say. And it does use wallets such as Apple Pay and Samsung Pay. And the customer can use the machine reader through the e-wallet to make government transactions quickly and conveniently without the need of contacts or cards directly. And actually, I've seen this be implemented right here in Sharjah as... Uh, unfortunately, about three weeks ago, you know, I got into a little bit of a fender bender. Mm. And uh, Rafid came around and, you know, when I had when they sent me the link, I could pay through Apple Pay, which was amazing. Yes. You know, 400 dirhams <laughs> has gone from my wallet even easier. 4215, ladies and gentlemen, let's know your guys' thoughts. But we do have the question for today. Again, one more time. The question is, mm -hmm. Omnia... The question is, what government sectors are actually on display at the Sharjah Pavilion in Jitex? Exactly. How many sectors are targeted within the Sharjah Government Pavilion at Jitex? Somebody just like you did mention. And I'm going to give you guys a hint. Mm. It is an even number. Oh, that's a good yes, hint. An it's even an even number. number. Not, and I'm going to give another hint. It's not two. <laughs> And it's not four. <laughs> four, two, one, five. Ladies and gentlemen, let us know you guys' thoughts. We are taking a short break, but when we come back, we got more things coming out of Jitex. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Bits or bytes do connect our world, and we're going to be talking all about the most recent accomplishment right here in the UAE. We've always known the UAE to be a country of firsts, and recently, more specifically on the 28th of September, we actually witnessed the UAE becoming the first country in the world to have a ministry in a virtual space more specifically in the metaverse, and that is the Ministry of Economy. So you're looking at being able to do all of your many all of the services that you would need to do at a ministry of economy in a virtual space you have your very own avatar even people working in that ministry do go to their work day in the metaverse and uh, looking at it we are also uh, about to witness a great advancement when it comes to customer service because they've actually closed all of their happy centers as they would like to call them and now the only center that is working for customer service is the one in the metaverse joining us today uh, is the advisor at the ministry of Economy, Mr. Khalifa Al-Juzeri. He was actually at uh, Jitex at the Sharjah Pavilion yesterday and he was telling us all about what this accomplishment means for everyone living right here in the UAE. Can you talk to us about the latest achievement of the Ministry of Economy? Uh, definitely, actually. I'm so excited to share that with you, the latest accomplishment of the Ministry of Economy, where, as all of us are aware, uh, that the Ministry of Economy has a branch in Abu Dhabi and another branch on, on Dubai. And guess what? On the 28th of September, 
actually 2022, uh, the minister has announced the launch of our third address, and that's in the metaverse, in space. And actually, this is an accomplishment that it's the first of its kind. It's the first Ministry of Economy in the metaverse globally, actually. Yes, and you know, speaking of the metaverse, it's been a hot topic nowadays. We've seen different companies trying to be a part of that. But I wanted to ask you if you can walk us through what a day would look like in the metaverse for everyone. Uh, I like the fact that you said people are trying to do something in metaverse, and we are great to be the leader in the metaverse to showcase what we, we, we announced a while ago. Uh, I will tell you what to expect from the ministry's metaverse. So everyone is aware that over the COVID-19 era, uh, let's, we closed around eight of our customer happiness centers, and that's left us with zero centers open for human interaction. So and now. We're kind of, alhamdulillah, at the end of this era and people are coming back to normal and people are demanding us, of course, to open those centers back. The surprise is that our metaverse uh, like address is the replacement and that will, there will never have any further physical interactions like we were before because we're trying to make this metaverse actually and a replacement, a substitute. Yes, you cannot come to us in our physical form, but you can come to us at the click of a button, visit us on the metaverse, talk to our uh, real metaverse avatars, which represents real people in, in your normal voice. You can take a ticket and wait for Q to get a second level support from people with more specialized answers for your questions if they were not general questions. You can maybe also book an appointment. So if you don't want to wait for your queue, you can book, a, book an appointment per service. So for example, if you want to register a trademark and you have a question or you started and you're having an issue, what you can do, you can take an appointment with a trademark specialist in a specific time and day. And on that day, you will receive a WhatsApp message, click on a link on that, and it will take you to a chair and you will find the specialist sitting beside you with a screen to share your issue and talk as if you're doing it in real life. This is phenomenal. It's like you're bringing a part of the future all the way to the present. And to that, I also wanted to ask another question. When a lot of people you know, tend to discuss the digital transformation, a big question comes, to ha comes into play, which is some people feel like the transformation is happening too fast. In your eyes, do you think that this is a digital transformation that will force everyone to come into terms with the new world that we're living in? Or do you feel like it might take some time for people to adapt? See, I'm biased, so I'm, that's a disclaimer. My answer might not be the right answer, but I'll try to be as close to reality as possible. I always tell people, let's start. And we have two choices, either to live in the future of people who've created it for us, or we create the future that we live and other lives in, and we decided to do the later. So accordingly, uh, what was the internet to us? What's the internet to us today? it would be actually the metaverse. So the metaverse is the new internet. So can you imagine you live without internet? The answer is no. So if you, I, if you either to decide to move with us to the metaverse today, or you'll be left over in the internet or left over behind the metaverse. I just want to add something today, actually. Uh, we showcase uh, uh, this initiative in uh, Sharjah Digital. And that shows how much we're excited to, and honored to be here uh, to showcase what we have done, and that we are very happy to share knowledge with the local governments and hear and learn from what they are doing in the same Future Talk, Tech Talk and the latest tech news. Only on Pulse 95. Tech this out. Tech this out. Pulse 95. 
ladies and gentlemen, although not alive, I can still create art. And that is what we're talking about today, ladies and gentlemen, with the robot AI. And yes. that is something that is out of this world. Yes, indeed. She goes by the name Aida, or Aida, as I would like to call her. I'll make her a bit more Arab. Um, she is... Aida. 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 Yes, she's a robot artist, but recently... She's also been standing in a court, which is unusual for a robot to do. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Aida is actually described as the world's first ultra-realistic AI humanoid robot artist. For the longest time, Sophia the robot was actually making headlines. She was Omnia most... had a thing for Sophia. Yeah, she was most recently at an event in uh, Saudi Arabia. She's the first robot to ever be known as as robot citizen of uh, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. But Aida, the robot artist, was recently uh, being questioned by British lawmakers because even though she is an artificial creation, she is capable of producing art and she was speaking at a parliamentary inquiry into how new technologies will affect and impact the creative industries. Yes, now Ada was actually created in 2019, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Omnia and I were one of the first to ever, you know, catch wind of her. <laughs> And actually, it was created by Aidan Miller, which is a specialist in modern and contemporary art, and it was later taken over by the Cornwall-based engineering arts. Now, Ada actually spoke to members of the communications and digital community over whether creativity is under attack from technology and AI. And it was during her address that the robot suffered a slight actual technical glitch, rendering her cross-eyed in like a zombie state, believe it or not. Now, her creator Aiden then rebooted her and then proceeded to put on sunglasses for the robot, and then it went underway. Yes. Now, the question is, ladies and gentlemen, is creativity under threat from AI? And the robot had the answer. Now, the UK committee did pose the question, how do you produce art, and how is this different to what human artists produce? Mm. Now, before we get into that, we've actually been seeing upwards trend on social media where you type in whatever to an AI, and it will actually create art for you. And let me tell you, the art was pretty nice. Yes, because at the end of the day, the way a robot artist would create art is they would memorize the movements and just replicate them. However, in my opinion, I don't ever think a robot artist would make it as far as a human artist would. Because there's just a special touch that humans can add to a painting, to a drawing that robots can never replicate. But Aida has created a series of works, including a painting of the late Queen Elizabeth. And these works have actually been showcased at different exhibitions and galleries. And so the committee in the UK heard from the humanoid bot, as well as industry experts and academics about the effects of technology on workers in the creative industry. And answering the first question that Hani was talking about from the committee on how Aida is actually capable of producing paintings, Aida herself stood up for herself and she said, AI algorithms, camera in her eyes and a robotic arm can help her paint on a canvas. She also said that analyzing a large corpus of text allows her to identify what are the common content and poetic structures that allow it to generate new poems. So not only is Aida an artist, she's also a poet. And she does that by just analyzing and studies and studying huge and huge amounts of poems that have been written in the past by humans. Now, the question of how does the way mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a robot, a humanoid bot would create art versus a human is the, the whole answer actually lies in the consciousness. Because at the end of the day, Aida does not have a subjective experience that she bases her, ar her art yes. off of. While a lot of humans, if we look into the history of art, 
a lot of them are actually heavily impacted by experiences that they go through or emotions that they feel. A lot of artists actually create art when they're either extremely sad, extremely depressed, or extremely happy. There's extremes in emotions that cause this surge mm -hmm. in uh, poems and art that is created. And so, sadly, she'll never be able to experience that. Even though she can showcase emotion, she definitely can't feel it herself. Yes, and again, ladies and gentlemen, actually, you know, this week, Omni and I have been talking a lot about robots in general. And, uh, you know, the question that always is raised is, what is AI going to do? What is robots going to do? They're killing humanity. They're killing <laughs> our creativity. Blah, 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 blah. And the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. Now, I've said this analogy, and I'm going to say it again one more time. If you do not jump on the train of technology, you will be left behind at the train station while you're seeing everyone jump on. You know, this uh, yesterday when we were talking to the minister, the advisor to the minister of economy, uh, Mr. Khalifa Al-Jazeri, mm -hmm. he actually mentioned something that reminded me of what you were just saying. He said they are not planning to reopen any of the physical customer service centers for the Ministry of Economy in the UAE. The only one that's going to be available is the one in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. And I questioned, you know, what about the older generation? A lot of them love going physically to a place to complain, to uh, finish off a uh, document. And he said, right here in the UAE, if you don't jump on the train of the digital transformation, you're going to be left behind. They're not leaving you an option of not adapting to the new changes in technology. It's going to be a question of if you want to be able to finish off everything that you want to get done, you're going to have to be more advanced in tech. You're 100% right, Omnia. And again, uh, when we look back at the 90s when the internet was out, a lot of people said the internet was going to be a failure. A lot yeah. of people said, you know, the internet is just a fad and it's going to go away. And now the three top richest people in the world have made their riches from the internet mm -hmm. and from Amazon. And the list goes on and on and on, ladies and gentlemen. But when someone tells you to jump on something, it's not bad to try something new. It's not bad to, you know, again, uh, be at least informed about something because who knows, maybe the right idea will hit and then you'll be the next Elon Musk of the next generation. Who knows? We can make them a little bit closer to Elon Musk. We can, we can make you 1,000 dirhams closer <laughs> yes. to Elon Musk. John. 4215, we have the question for today. And the question is, thanks to Sharjah Digital, Omnia. How many sectors are targeted within the Sharjah Government Pavilion at Jitex Technology Week? Now, once again, we've been mentioning this little piece of information throughout the show um, we said it's an even number it is not two and it's not four and if you have been listening closely to our coverage of Jitex you must have heard of how many sectors are targeted within the Sharjah government pavilion at Jitex technology week if you get the answer right you'll be able to win thousand dirhams in cold cash and guess what it is the weekend so you can enjoy your weekend with these thousand dirhams let us know what the right answer is text it to 4215 you've got 10 more minutes to find out what is the right answer and also find out who is the lucky winner we'll be taking a very short break but when we come back we're talking all about the iphone 14 and the most recent crash detection feature that has actually been saving the lives of many Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. New tech that you might just want to play with. And this one is actually one that has been creating a lot of controversy in the tech world. The iPhone 14, a lot of people are actually heavily disappointed by this phone. Um, Apple themselves are actually very worried about the revenue that is being done by this phone. And I've never seen 
Apple actually heavily investing in marketing an iPhone as much as they have with this one. They've been sending it out to a lot of influencers, asking for them to unbox it, to review it, to try and push uh, the revenue a little bit more. But this time, we're talking all about their crash detection service. Um, for those of you who don't know, the latest phone actually came with a new crash detection feature that allows to save the lives of many. We've seen it with the Apple Watch. Some people were talking about how amazing it is to be able to uh, if God forbid you fall, you faint, uh, let's say senior citizens, if they pass out, their emergency contacts are notified. And with the iPhone 14, the crash detection service has actually been notifying emergency services on roller coasters. Because guess what? When you're riding into a roller coaster and it goes very fast and drops, you know, the, the drops of a roller coaster that I absolutely hate. Um, the user has been noticing, different users have been noticing that their driver, their device's lock screen are filled with notifications, especially those that have been riding the Cincinnati amusement park roller coasters. Yes, now, uh, I'm gonna tell you guys something. You're not that smart if you're taking your phone on a roller coaster, to be 100% honest with you guys. The last <laughs> time I went on a roller coaster was back in, Florida. I went to Universal Studios and I was at the Harry Potter, uh, you know, area, and actually it was called the Flying Dragon. Oh my God! Now they hooked me up, and I was like a flying dragon. Now I'm getting scared just listening to the story. And I hate actually, a couple of people dropped their phones and it was gone. Yes, it was gone. Oh my God! And I actually almost lost my shoe. Right? Your shoe? How? Yes, my shoe. Was it not laced properly? I mean, because of how fast we're going, right? Oh, and then God. I did the Superman, which is basically me flying in the air, right? Now, that one was fun. And I did lose my shoe on that one because oh I was God. going too fast. Now, just like Oni did mention, most of the time you're going on a very slow slope, going, 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 going. You stop. They show you the drop. They get your anxiety up to a million. And then mm. they go, whoosh, right? <laughs> And these people at Cincinnati aren't the smartest. You know, they're bringing on their phones on a roller coaster. That's how you lose your brand new iPhone 14 Pro. But again, the journal has reported that user's iPhone 14 Pro had contacted emergency services when it did detect a sudden stop after traveling around 80 kilometers per hour, which the phone is what is it intended to do. Moving, 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 stop. Once the time, it is a bad reason why you've been stopping. So again, this is a good sign, actually, yeah. in my opinion, that you know Apple's devices are working correctly. But because also a bad sign because people don't have logic. <laughs> now right? this this feature was actually mainly targeting car crashes. So the main the main aim behind it is if God forbid you get into a car crash, app your phone would be able to notify emergency services. But you know what's funny is when I actually mentioned this feature to my mom, she went like, um, "You think the phone is not going to be destroyed in a car crash? That like, if a car crash is so bad that it causes." A sudden drop then your phone is probably gonna be lost somewhere but yeah but <laughs> let's say for example I'm gonna you had your phone in your pocket yeah right now the phone will fly regardless if it's on a stand or anything but the thing is it's doing geolocation true right it's on you're on the GPS so it's going to detect how fast you're going then boom mm -hmm. now I actually have something called a speedometer on my phone where it tells me how much I'm going actually nice. which I do check and because you still get radar fonts. yeah see the thing is uh, you know for example let's say it says 100 on my dash it yeah. actually could be 94 or 95 or even higher but ladies and gentlemen throughout the whole entire show and throughout this whole entire week we've been trying to give you guys the money but you guys don't want it I don't know why come on they all want we've it we've been throwing we've been... it in your face 1,000 dirhams cold hard cash thanks to Sharjah Digital who have been sponsoring the last three days and, and thanks and cooperation 
cooperation with Jitex as well. You know, we say hala bil khamis. This time it's going to be hala bil khamis and hala bil cash. Hala bil khamis and hala bil dirham cash. And ladies and gentlemen, the question for today was, and I'm going to say it one last time, how many sectors are targeted within the Sharjah Government Pavilion at Jitex Technology Week this year? And we've had tons and tons of text messages. And I'm happy to see, you know, the engagement we had. I'm very nice to see that, you know, you guys, most of you guys did know the answer. Some of you guys said random things, which I don't know why. Some guys said, hey, my name is Ahmed. Let me win. When <laughs> Ahmed, Habibi, you did not, Hamad, you know. to be more specific. Ahmed, Habibi, you did not send, uh, you know, the, 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 the answer. But, ladies and gentlemen, the winner for 1,000 dirhams in cash for the final day of our competition is Noble Abraham. Congratulations, uh, Abraham. We will be getting in contact with you. Congratulations for your 1,000 dollars. What was the right answer, though? We got to tell them. What? What was the right answer? The answer was six. Yes, it is six sectors. And if you want more details on what the six sectors are, they were the marketing technology, education, data economy, smart cities and artificial intelligence, metaverse, and the future of mobility. But with that, we want to congratulate Noble Abraham for winning I have 1,000 dirham in cash, but even if you weren't the lucky winner, don't worry. We've got a lot of shows lined up for you this weekend to give you a chance to win some cash. More specifically, Hala Weekend that is actually hosted by Ahmed Dawood every Saturday and Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. He is going to give you some spectacular opportunities to win a lot of money so that you can go ahead and enjoy your weekend as well. We want to wish you a blessed Thursday and a wonderful weekend ahead. We'll see you once again on Monday, same time, same place, only here on Pulse 95.